Welcome to Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh. Hi, I'm Joe Bates and welcome to a special series of Joe Bates Explains It All. As you can hear, I'm in Edinburgh, a city in Scotland, and this series of guides are all about this very place. Ever since I started making these podcasts, people have been emailing me, begging me to make a guide about where they're from. I must get eight emails every day with a subject line, please explain my town, but I ignore every single one of them. Why then have I decided to make a whole series of podcasts about Edinburgh, a fairly nice city, but in a geopolitical sense, a complete non-entity? Well, one, it's because there's a big festival here this month. And two, because of my unique and interesting backstory, which I'm going to explain now. The Edinburgh Festival is a month of all kinds of performance, from musicals to mime, from burlesque to breakdancing. But in recent years, comedy has made up the largest part of the bill. And that's what drew me, Joe Bates, here. It's something you won't have picked up on in these podcasts, But I, Joe Bates, have a dream to make it in the world of comedy. I've been doing stand-up quite a lot recently. I'm up to about my 30th gig and the feedback's been getting better and better with comments like, good set Joe, it's nice to see someone trying to do political comedy and you've really got to try and make eye contact with the audience. It's been going so well that I booked a one-way ticket to the Edinburgh Festival, quit my job My last day literally was last Friday, and came here to make it as a comedian. And after getting many positive reviews and plaudits for my leaving speech, I thought there's no point even going to the job centre to claim benefits, because by the time my universal credit comes in in eight months, I'll already be a massive star, and at least twice as much as the doll would give me. When I was on the train, I realised I've made a huge error. I don't actually have a show to perform here. I knew there was something important that I'd forgotten. I immediately tried to call my PA to berate them. But as I was typing random numbers into my phone, I remembered that I'd also forgotten to hire a PA, which is a horrible catch-22 situation to be in. To not be organised enough to hire a PA to help you become organised enough. As a horrible cherry on top, I also lost my glasses on my last day of work and I can't see properly now, so I'm destined to spend most of the festival walking into places like supermarkets and public toilets, expecting to see some comedy, but getting only despair. When I first got off the train, or what I could only be partly sure was Edinburgh Station, I thought my comedy dream was already dead. But I said no, I'm here in Edinburgh and I'm going to make the most of it and most importantly I'm going to get lots of content. Before I even learned my ABC, I learned my ABGC, always be generating content and the Edinburgh Festival is full of content for me to synergise with. 
With that in mind, I'll have daily news and reviews from The Fringe. I'm going to be speaking to some brilliant performers who'll talk about their shows. And there'll also be an exciting narrative running through this whole series. With all the venues and opportunities here, maybe, just maybe, I'll get a chance to perform my stand-up somewhere before I go home on Sunday. The only way of finding out whether I do is to listen to every single bit of every single episode of Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh. But you've heard enough from me on my own now. Uh, It's time to hear from me with another person. Uh, Despite the fact that I'm not doing a show here, there are still loads of amazing things to see in Edinburgh and I wanted to use this podcast to give people a chance to talk about their shows and to showcase the sheer variety that's on offer here. We'll start with Noam Osband, a musical comedian from New York City whose show is on throughout the Fringe. It's a two-person show uh, that I wrote called Wikipedia Love. It's songs about love based on the most romantic book of all time, Wikipedia. And we sing about humans loving, we sing about animals loving. In the case of a 11th century pope, they come together. And uh, yeah, you you learn a lot in the show because the show has a lot of songs and it's comedy, but we also use like a lot of slides from Wikipedia articles and, and videos and other sort of primary sources. And you're, you mentioned that um, you ha- you'd heard of Edinburgh before. Does it have a big reputation in the States as well, the festival? I think it's just well known in terms of just like fringe festivals and sort of fun sort of theatre stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely known in the US. When I would tell people about it, people knew about it, even people who weren't theatre geeks or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, has a sort of amazing reputation, which is why it drew me here. Great. And it's, it's got a bit of a cachet there as well, if you mentioned that you've done a show in Edinburgh. Totally, be, yeah. yeah. I mean, it'll be fun to be able to try to bring this to other Fringe festivals and say, like, we performed it at the Edinburgh Fringe. So. And uh, how have you found the city so far? I love it. You know, I have not had so much time to, to check it out. I've been spending most of my time just trying to get people to come to the show. Um, but it's lovely. You yeah. know, I, I had spent a year, the last time I was in the UK, I spent a year in Oxford getting a Master of Science in Anthropology. And this city, in a good way, reminds me of Oxford with these like yes. gorgeous stone buildings and, and just the architecture. And um, it felt very Lots of good. English people. Lots of English <laughs> people. Even some non-English people. <laughs> and um, what's your, you're here for the full run. Um, here for the full run. And run it, the run of your show is every day or do you get a little bit of? It's every night, we get two nights off, uh, but otherwise it's every night at 11.40 at night. And then I'm spending like three hours, four hours a day in a, uh, you see that banana suit on the floor? Oh, yeah. There's no banana in the show, but it catches people's attention. I, it's bright. It's bright. I found that. I found that literally being left out for trash in New York City. And I took it home, and then I immediately put it in the dryer in case there were bed bugs, which is in New York City. Do people worry about bed bugs in London? Is that I think s- they should. Uh, I don't know if it's as big <laughs> of a thing. Uh, I, I've heard of them. But it's, it's big in New York. Um, if it's big in New York, it'll start in London soon. Yeah, right. right. It's making its way over. Just, it'll be in the West End soon. And um, and so I walk around in the banana suit, and I have these <laughs> leg bells that I put on my legs. That's that, effort. That's and, good and, on you. And I play harmonica, and I I sing really silly things to get people's attention. Yeah. So, for example, yesterday I was on the street singing a bunch of different things, such as, like, if you don't come to my show, you might get TB. I don't want you to get TB, so please come to my show. And uh, threat. 
Well, just a suggestion. I'm not going to give them TB. But, but you, you, they might not know that. All I know is everybody who has come to my show, none of them <laughs> have tested positive for TB. Great, Norm. Well, I um, hope the run goes well. Your show sounds great. Cool. Thank you so and, much, yeah, man. Thanks for having me in your room again, and uh, have a good run. Appreciate it. Yep. Cheers. Thank you to Norm there. Uh, you can check out his show, Wikipedia Love, 11.40pm every day except Sundays at Paradise in Augustins. News from Edinburgh. The big dog is in Edinburgh. No, not Tim Westwood, although he's bound to be playing an after party somewhere, but Ricky Gervais. With no hype or fanfare, Gervais' name appeared on the billboards of the Pleasant Theatre box office yesterday, and tickets sold out immediately. He's here performing an early version of his stripped back, Back to Basics new stand-up show, simply titled Wanker. Gervais explained to the audience that he felt the themes of his previous shows, like politics, animals, science, had limited the amount of subjects he could be a wanker about, and this show would allow him free reign to do what he's best at, being a total shithead and doing high-pitched laughs. Early reports and reviews suggest that this is Gervais back to his twatty best and that his crap jokes and smug grin will undoubtedly be back on our screens very soon. Julian Leeds, a Newcastle-based comic who was a runner-up in the UK Pun Championships. His solo show is called Joke Box in Room 2 at the Free Broomsticks. It's Julian's first full run at the Fringe and we caught up about some of the opportunities and the challenges that will bring. Um, I've got two shows. I've got a solo show in the morning called Joke Box. It's 11.30am, the comedy peak time of course, 11.30am at uh, three, Three Broomsticks which is on Southbridge. And I've got a compilation show in the afternoon, which is called Delegation, at 3.30 at Bourbon Bar. Uh, it's the third time I've been up to Edinburgh, but it's the first time I've done a full run. And uh, some, some teething problems, but overall, you've, you're enjoying it so far? I don't know if enjoy is the right <laughs> word, but it's, it definitely keeps your mind occupied, and there's so much going on that you, there's rarely a dull moment. Pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, it sounds like? Well, there's just, just external factors that I had no control over. Yeah. For example, uh, the venue opened late, I had to start late, so I was running to get to a guest slot because I was told I could only get the guest slot if I was there by a certain time. And I was sort of a couple of minutes late, but I thought I'd be all right. Yeah. And then my pocket spread on my trousers <laughs> and all my money fell out on the street. And by the time I'd picked it off, off Cowgate, which is a very busy street in Edinburgh, picked it up and got there, it was too late. And it was on a show with Gary Delaney, who does Mock the Week all the time, oh, so really? it was a bit frustrating. Did you, obviously there's a lot of very um, comedians who are not in getting very much money. Did everyone go for the money or was everyone quite polite about it? Like, did people try and get the oh, money? Oh, no, 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 no. No one tried to help us, but no one tried to pinch me money. Either. Well, that's good. It that's wasn't notes, it was just coins. Oh, right, yeah. However, well you, need all you, you, can get. Know, well, you know what it's like when you take a book of collection, most of your money's in coins. Of course, yeah. So there's probably 15, 16 quid. It wasn't yeah. like I'd picked a 37 pence up and gone no. ballistic about it. it <laughs> no, about I six, would. 15, 16 quid. No, fair enough. And uh, with, with regards, obviously, you've got your own show, but you're you're trying out a few new things. You mentioned you're going to actually try improv for the first time, even though you're not an improver. Yeah, I, I really don't like improv, if I'm being totally honest. However, as I mentioned to you earlier, 
I'm just trying to embrace the fringe a bit more rather than just stick to sort of my little blinkered alleyway of, of what I like. I did a roast battle last night, which I've never done before. I'm going to do some improv. It's just to say, right, well, I, I, I sort of dived headlong into the, into the fringe ethos kind of thing. Um, and you, do you have any particular recommendations for shows other than your own? Um, Lee Kale show. Now, Lee Kale did a thing called the Working Class Brochure, which is highlighting the fact that not everyone can afford to come to Edinburgh and just sort of go, oh, I've got disposable income, this will be a laugh. And, you know, boys, just some working class comedians have to work very hard. And I mean, poor Lee's having to camp out by the airport, that's the only way he can afford it. Oh, really? But people have picked up on it, and there was an interview in the Times yesterday with Lee Kale about that. Oh, cool. So that's a good thing. If you do pick up the working class uh, brochure, try and get to as many of those shows as possible because I'm not knocking anyone for having money. You know, you're born into what situation you are. But sometimes some people need a little bit more help than the other, than others. I think that's definitely true. I think if you're going to stay here for the whole month, when you look at the prices of places and the the logistics in it, uh, it does make it a lot easier if you've got some money behind you already, I guess. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've been quite lucky with my digs. They're five miles out, which I would have rather been more central. Yeah. But they're super cheap. Oh, that's, that's good. there's a factor that had to be built in. Yeah. Um, well, great, Julian. Well, thanks a lot for coming on Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh. I hope you have a really good run. And um, good luck. Thank you very much, Joe. Cheers, Julian. Cheers. Thank you. Edinburgh Reviews It's been a great festival so far, like all the shows I've seen have been absolutely brilliant. Now I do know that some critics of this podcast have been suggesting that even if some of them weren't brilliant, that I would say that they were because comedy is about networking and I can't criticise fellow comics because one day I might need their help with something. Well, that may be the case, and on some level, the Financial Times have a point when they said that this part of my guide is fundamentally compromised before the first podcast is even released. But luckily, in this case, all the shows I've seen so far have actually been brilliant, so none of that matters. I would heartily recommend the following shows. Marwan Rizwan, Juice, the Feminist Comedy Showcase Succubus, People Change by Jordan Gray, Fun to Be Around, Clay Nicky Forrock's Funny and Powerful Mental Health Manifesto, and Undeniable by Adam Rowe, someone who's probably going to be famous quite soon. My pick so far is 75 by Kieran Hodgson, which is a genuinely hilarious show about Britain's history with the EU. Kieran, if you're listening, I also do some Brexit materials, so if you're looking for a warm-up act that covers very similar ground to your act, so the audience aren't taken unawares, I'm your man. So that's the end of the review section. In summary, everyone was great, and I'd love to discuss comedy with them over a coffee or be Facebook friends with any of them. Chella Quinn is a comedian who founded Period Positive in 2006 to break taboos around periods and do research around period poverty. She brought her show Adventures in Menstruating to Edinburgh in 2016 and it got 5 star reviews. Now it's back at the fringe for 5 days and I caught up with her to discuss the show.
I'm here to uh, bring uh, period poverty to the fringe. So I'm giving Edinburgh its period for a week. Well, for five days, because my period's five days long. Yep. Uh, and so I'm taking my five-star show from 2016, Adventures in Menstruating, back for a week. And it's going to be at slightly different times and slightly different places each day, because sometimes you don't know when your period's going to come. And it, it disappears for a day, and then it comes back, which again, sometimes happens with periods. Uh, and it starts heavy the week, and it ends light. So there are two performances in bigger spaces right in a row. And then it sort of uh, trails off a bit, and then we end with a party. Oh. So, uh, on the 11th is the Bloody Big Brunch and my show in an all-ages venue at the Central Library. Uh, right. So you can bring menstrual products and uh, it, trade them in for Bloody Marys, um, which is great. You can, you can get non-alcoholic ones too. <laughs> um, and then we'll have some talks from people doing period stuff um, in the UK and uh, activism around period poverty with me. And, uh, and then I'm going to do Adventures in Menstruating, but in a family-friendly venue. Because the other venue is absolutely brilliant, but it's the Banshee Labyrinth, uh, which is on Nidri Street. And it is not a family-friendly venue. It's an 18-plus bar. It sounds like something everyone should know about. So it's good that you at least get a chance to... Well, you, you say that, but every show I start the show with, um, how much do you know about periods? And uh, you can sort of traffic light yourself on red, amber, or green. Um, and... We, we always have a few people on Red who sort of feel like they're admitting that they don't know anything. Um, some people very confidently and proudly walk straight over to the Red Circle and stand on it. They're very confident that they don't know anything. Um, can't be in the Red Circle. Well, that's okay. People can move up during I'm the I'm not show. proud of it. No, no, you're fine. You could be if you like. Um, no, I'm not. Our stage manager yesterday uh, went over and joined the gentleman on the Red Circle in solidarity. Oh, um, so nice. it can be, it can, and, and it's once you know a little bit more, yeah. you're not on the red circle anymore. And it's, I just realized the significance of it being the red circle. Oh, I but, thought that was uh, the whole no, thing. No, no, <laughs> get off the red circle. No, no, it's, there's a lot of puns in the show by accident. Like, That's um, great. Uh, I talk about being in full flow yeah. and uh, it's bloody funny and it's but, a period comedy. But Chella, thanks very much for talking to me today and um, good luck with the rest of your run. I'm going to... Remind people of the timings of your show, thank Adventures you. in Menstruating, and um, yeah, have oh, a great. Oh, that sounds so nice in your accent. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'll say menstruating more often. Yeah, uh, oh, you should. Oh, yeah. perfect. Great. Well, that's um, something good. That's, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, if um, if folks, if this happens to go up by Thursday, um, oh, brilliant! If uh, if folks want to come along to the lunchtime show at twelve forty-five at the Three Broomsticks in Room Two, that is Mara Joy's. Um, me plus one which is a two prof show which is normally about anything but this time it's about your period stories whether you menstruate or not whatever your gender so if people can come along and help us out with that that should be really interesting sounds like if I go along and uh, share, oh my share my stories it'll, it'll be a hit in, oh, absolutely. Uh, in that voice 100% um, great well thanks a lot Chella have a great fringe and thanks a lot for being on Joe Bates Explains Edinburgh thank you cheers So Chella's shows are all this week, so you've got to be quick. Her main show, Adventures in Menstruating, is at the Free Broomsticks on Friday at 10pm. 10, Her Big Bloody Brunch is at the Central Library from 12 to 4 on Saturday. And if you're very quick, her Me Plus One Improv show is on at 12.45 today. So I'm back after my first full day of Edinburgh and what a day it's been. I've seen seven brilliant shows by amazing fellow performers. I've had a sandwich for every meal of the day. and I've walked over 20,000 steps. 
I don't even have an app to tell me that. I'm just a great counter and I've been on my own most of the day, so I've been able to do it. I'd like to thank Noam, Chella and Julian for coming on my podcast today. Please do go check out their shows. And I'm going to be back tomorrow with more Edinburgh news, interviews and reviews. And most importantly, a huge update on my quest to perform in Edinburgh. Intrigued? Then tune in tomorrow. Not intrigued at all? Well, tune in anyway because there's going to be loads of other stuff too.